That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute. Rewatching the movie a single minute at a time. If you're listening to this in sequence, we are coming off of our interview with assistant stunt coordinator Tim Rigby, who was instrumental in breaking down the philosophy and the challenges behind the Batmobile chase which we are building to the crescendo of in minute 78. Now we arrive at minute 79, the end of the Batmobile chase officially. Also kind of the end of the Batmobile. Yeah, it is. And um and I know Tim is Tim is gone, but we're um thanks to uh, a lot of the stuff we covered in there that his um his message is going to live on a little bit cuz I know a lot of what happens here um kind of hinges on some some key things that that he said which will we'll get to when we get to it driving home or setting up one massive point and now we collide with that point but before we do uh steven i believe i've a bat in my boat free oh no I'll just start off by saying that we we ended the previous minute with the uh, the gunman working alongside KGB saying, where is he? And we quickly discovered where he was as the Batmobile came smashing out of a wall here. I guess yeah. it misses both of them. Oh, Can really? we say that definitively? Because both of them do appear later in the back of the truck. Oh, wow. So I guess, I guess it does then. Are there tire treads on anyone's face? Yeah, unclear. Um, the resolution... Yeah. Wasn't high enough for me to see. I don't have a 4K. <laughs> no, I just I um I really like. I'm gonna say it again because I liked it so much. The my joke about this being like a Arkham through the wall takedown, but but with the Batmobile, where it's like a press B to to <laughs> smash through wall and hit Thug in the face with tire. He shears off the top of the shipping container, but then takes out the last car at the same time. And I I, or I hadn't seen it until I was breaking it down frame by frame that he just sends the other car flying off before the Batmobile smashes into and is then topped by a ship <laughs> in this shipyard, which is just, I, I think like there aren't many gags in this movie. And I, and I would say that like Zack Snyder is not somebody that I usually attribute gags to, or, you know, like physical comedy bits, but this totally is one in that no, the, well, the boat collapses. Oh, you don't, you, you don't think it is? Oh, no, I was going to say that I think he does a lot more gags. I guess it, it depends on how you define gags, but I mean, he, he uses visual irony a ton. He just doesn't like give it slapstick sound effects. Oh, you, you mean he doesn't have uh he doesn't have a Batmobile erupt out of a ship. <laughs> like leaping as if like no i'm not done yet <sighs> yeah i love it i love but it no i think yeah i think that, that very much a lot of the this kind of stuff designed in this like there is a there is a like an, an element of of humor in it in a way i mean even going back to the um the wilhelm scream 
earlier on <laughs> where where he's like it's a very tongue in cheek understanding of like he gets he he gets tropes and he references tropes all the time but he'll subvert them or he'll um he'll kind of allude to them as opposed to like playing into the cheesiness of the trope and like as he always said about like what man of steel like the irony is that it's not ironic so so whenever something like that happens I, I'm sure that there's a smirk on his face as he's shooting that. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's it's the difference between like Christopher Nolan drink would <laughs> have like the Batmobile. You'd think it was broken, and then he would deploy the Bat Pod. Yeah, you know, and would would come out of it. Whereas in this case, like, no, no, we're going to have basically like in slowed down speed this ship, you know, like shudder and break, and then encapsulate the Batmobile, and then silence. Mm-hmm. And then we'll show KG Beast and, you know, them making their escape and thinking, oh, I guess he's gone. And then I would I would go so far as to say the physics of the speed at which the Batmobile erupts out of the ship are suspect, <laughs> but are definitely there for emphasis. And like you bringing up recently that Zack Snyder, you know, is a fan of anime. This just is kind of a gag you get to do in animation. That right. is harder to do in live action because people will doubt the believability of it. But this is a Batmobile and we've just watched it fire, you know, a uh, fighter jet chaff into the air to, to get this <laughs> rocket, uh, you know, and erupt from the flames. So we are in full blown, you know, comic book Technicolor uh, fun zone. Yeah. You didn't have the, you know, like we didn't, we didn't get the shot of the wheels like spinning in place and then just rocketing away, but they're basically there in spirit. Yeah. But I, I will say though that you referenced that turkey gobble in the in the last mm-hmm. minute, and I didn't listen to the sound effect at the time. But when I re-listened to the episode and you and you inserted that, that is straight up <laughs> sounds exactly like a turkey, right? Yeah, that is that is crazy. Um, which I think is actually probably close to the that might have been the natural noise that the it made on set too. Because I know Tim was talking about how loud it was and kind of yeah. what it did when it drifted, but. Um, anyway, the, yeah, the, the only other thing I, I want to bring out from this minute is I thought it was cool that we get kind of a, a parallel in the rocket being fired at the Batmobile and we get the drone. It's similar to the shot of the drone that was flying. And then we saw Superman smash it. Oh, so yeah. there's like a moment of, I'm not trying to like, you know, strain the, the comparison there. I just think it's interesting where this takes place in this sequence is right. that it's Batman saying, you know, I can do that too. Yeah, well, and there's also you have the above and below themes that have been we haven't mentioned as much recently, but I don't know we talked about a lot in the first few episodes of Superman does it when he's in the air, Batman does it on the ground. Yeah, and then as as Tim referenced, everything, even you know the boat, the explosion, they're just ratcheting up the things that the Batmobile is is going through, and they're basically establishing this is a, this Batmobile is an unstoppable force and uh because it's about to hit an immovable object uh rounds a corner in pursuit of the kryptonite but instead lays its headlights upon superman on the ground waiting for him yeah not expected by batman and the chase is over i think we can effectively say batman is the batmobile bounces off of superman as if it is nothing smashing backwards into the now infamous gas station i guess yeah. Flames erupt. This movie becomes a painting. It I guess it's it speaks to Zack Snyder and Larry Fong's accomplishment that especially after the Man of Steel, if I said to you about this movie, the cape shot, <laughs> you would know which one I was talking about, and it is this shot. 
Yeah. Again, slow motion. This is like watching a Baroque painting. I know we've said that before, but we're going to continue to say it more and more as we go through this movie, that this is one of the standout visual sequences. I feel like um, even now, outside of the theater experience, rewatching it, I can feel the kind of breath leave the room. Mm. Like, literally and figuratively, I'm kind of holding my breath, watching in awe as, you know, like a biblical encounter is beginning here. Batman and Superman have both been like in live action for decades and decades. And this is the first moment. I guess they haven't shared the same frame yet, but I mean, they are both in the same scene. Uh, we had Bruce and, and Clark together earlier, but I mean, they're both in costume here. So this Intentionally is intentionally kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's very similar the way the Batmobile bounces as uh, cinematic parallels to Lex um, slapping Superman's chest and saying, you should not pick a fight with this person. In this case, Batman's the Batmobile is Lex's hand. It was like a foreshadowing. I think you could say too late. <laughs> and even entering the sphere of Superman, it's like time slows to him. I believe what I've heard is that um, uh, Zach was the one who shined the directed the headlights across Superman's body for that shot. Right. Uh, which makes sense. Yeah. It's exactly the kind of thing that he would do himself. I think my favorite part of this and like, like I said, that kind of Tim's still with us in spirit from, from the last minutes. But the thing that he pointed out that I don't know if I ever put together on my own. I feel dumb for not thinking of it on my own. But until he, he pointed it out, the, the structure of the last you know three minutes of this fight have been ramping up the things that the Batmobile is is hitting. It's getting shot at. It's getting it's um, it's running into cars it's towing cars it's going through brick walls it's going through explosions drives through the boat etc and it's like bigger and bigger and bigger bigger things and it's fine right like it looks spotless as you yeah. know it's night i'm sure it's got some scratches or something but i mean it's it's totally unfazed it had, batman doesn't even flinch he just drives headlong into these explosions unblinking and then he comes around this corner and just wrecks the batmobile on superman and superman is the one who doesn't flinch yeah and that moment is so much more like they just spent three minutes establishing we want you to know how powerful this batmobile is so that when it hits superman you know how powerful Superman is. And uh, and so I really appreciate kind of Tim pointing that out and kicking myself for having seen this movie as many times as I have and never never realized that that's what they were building up to. Well, speaking of kicking yourself for not realizing things before, Superman doesn't flinch. Batman hits the brake. Very rarely in this movie, now because we've seen it so many times, are moments like, wow, like I have to pause it and stop and think about yeah. what, the choice that was made for it to be there. We've watched three minutes of... Bruce Wayne Batman in the Batmobile being unstoppable as both, you know, a machine and man. And, and indiscriminate about, and fairly indiscriminate mm -hmm. about yeah. loss of life at the same time. Through walls, through people, yeah. through absolutely everything. And when the headlights of the Batmobile and basically the eyes of Batman lock onto Superman in front of him, we see Bruce stun. You know, he, he like, we get a shot of his face looking that this is the last thing that he's expecting, probably the first time he's laid eyes on Superman since the Metropolis attack. Yeah. He flinches and he blinks and he slams on the brakes. Doesn't matter at that point. But the way that this takes place uh, in the story, I think that that might be like one of the most important details in Bruce's arc, considering how this scene plays out, because. When Superman showed up in front of him, 
like when he got his shot, he blinked. Both the car and him were no longer unstoppable because they stopped. He stopped himself. He he froze. Yeah. Now I'm 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 wondering then. So is your interpretation of that then that he didn't have the the nerve or was second guessing whether or not he should like maybe he heard Alfred. He's not our enemy. Or, or was it a moment of like pure reactionary or um or maybe he wanted to like look at him in the eye while he took him apart instead <laughs> oh like no i think i think the 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 shots that we got of batman you know the eyes uh behind the controls of the batmobile throughout this whole thing it was instantaneous right threat appears he flicks a switch tanker pulls out he's going through a brick wall mm-hmm. swallowed by a boat uh erupts out of it yeah he's a non-stopping machine. going around the the corner at full speed and then time stops when his eyes quote-unquote headlights come to rest upon superman staring at him and he goes wide-eyed and hits the brake it's a gut check moment and then you have time slows down but i feel like that moment stands out as oh man they were playing a game of chicken and batman was unprepared yeah he was struck by the power of superman just by laying his eyes on him and then he he basically like in bruce's eyes he was the weaker man. Yeah. Well, that's why he come. Well, I guess that's the next minute. But he kind of the adrenaline is clearly coursing through his veins. I'll make a. I'll talk about that a little more in the in the next minute. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, you can tell he's he's kind of amped from this experience. Yeah, uh, I would not not to spoil anything, but I would say that this kind of faltering on his path, either he is going to question his nerve. Mm-hmm. or his mindset and thinking or this is going to stick in his mind as what he you know the reason why he has to be as unstoppable why, as the batmobile yeah why, i think it's significant that he stopped before the car did yeah well and also i think it's interesting to point out that like it wouldn't have mattered but i don't think he knows that yet right because like if you look at kind of the way he approaches him later in the movie i don't believe that he's making the conscious decision there to like he w- he doesn't know yet that superman would destroy the batmobile if it hit him he may you know he may think that he could run him over but he didn't have the you know he lost the the kind of nerve to do that in the moment or to try it i think the the scene means something different if he goes headlong into him yeah Right, if we get the shot of Bruce and he narrows his, you know, he he narrows his stare at Superman and puts the gas down. That's like, oh, okay, he's completely committed then to what he was saying to Alfred. Yeah, he doesn't fully believe it, but he thinks he has to in order to be Batman. Yeah. Um, where he like he thinks he has to be callous and and kind of give in to that dark side, otherwise people will die. But it's not really him, and this is the first hint that maybe maybe someone can break through that hatred to 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 get to him uh yeah i i'll say just that my reading is that given all of this now in the light of the minutes that came before maybe bruce doesn't quite believe everything that he claimed to mm-hmm. up to this point right uh, up until the groaning of metal that he seems to know mean superman <laughs> is now approaching the batmobile that that concludes the minute we're definitely going to build off that that breaking moment for me so i'm excited to talk more about that yeah i think the only other thing that that really merits comment here to close out this minute is one of the things people point out here is why did superman why was he just standing there 
like why why didn't he like go after the kryptonite or clearly batman was chasing after someone and i think it's an interesting question so i'm not gonna like mock the fact that that people would ask it but i do think that the answer is is pretty clear in the text because his the sort of theme of superman and clark up to this point has been he hasn't said that line yet but the, the the idea is we pointed this out the first scene, the bathtub scene with Lois, how he starts to kind of ask some of these questions, but then there's literally a shot of his glasses like falling to the floor, like just to show like his he's not seeing things clearly um, in the same way that Batman's not. You know, his vision is clouded for, for different reasons, but he's so hyper focused on the danger of Batman that he's not maybe looking at the full picture that maybe there's more going on here. Well, we'll find out Batman literally... Uh, blinded <laughs> in the closing <laughs> seconds of this minute by uh, well vapor from I don't know where, but let's just say, you know, the Batmobile's got a great fire suppression system. And we will leave minute 79 on that very strange note. We will be back for a minute 80. The biggest news, I guess, is that when we arrive back for minute 80, we will be doing so with a Patreon. Well, who... Why wasn't I? Why wasn't I told about this? Um, yeah, <laughs> we uh, it's, we've been talking about this behind the scenes for a while, but wanted to kind of figure out how we were going about it. Now that we've really got two shows that that have somewhat regular episodes, you know, hosting is something we need to to worry about. That's an expense out of our pocket, and uh, it's obviously taking a lot of our time, especially Dice's time to to edit all of this. And so it's an opportunity for anyone that wants to to be able to kind of contribute to supporting our show to um, allow us to keep on doing what we're doing. Uh, nothing will change for everyone who's subscribed. Batman v Superman by the minute and uh, Justice League by the minute are all free shows. Anything that's one of our Snyder Minute podcasts right now um, going to continue to be free. We'll have an opportunity for for you to support us through Patreon and, and give us feedback there. We do have some plans for some exclusive content to come down the road and may introduce some more tiers in line with that. Yeah, it's sort of the next phase of what we're doing. There's a lot of ideas we've got to kind of expand that in the future, but to start off, just kind of an opportunity for uh, you to kind of have a hand in uh, in helping us. Keeping the lights on. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally keeping the lights on keeping the servers running as uh, they, they like to up those those plans when you've got more than <laughs> than one show, shockingly. So yeah, so we're, we're really excited about that. And uh, but, you know, like I said, nothing changes for anyone that's been or anyone that wants to continue listening. This is obviously if you are are interested in supporting us. Thanks. If not, you know, keep listening and sharing. We're not going to shut up no matter what. So yeah, exactly. We'll be here. Just uh, the convenience of, of download methods may may vary. Yeah. <laughs> And Dice is going to be podcasting for three. So, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. God. So, yeah, when we have more info, we, we will share it uh, here on the podcast. But but that's cool. Patreon is going to become a new way that we can interact with and just share basically this weird journey with the people who are listening. Since we've got the multiple shows, we're, we're going to be on Patreon under Snyder Minute, and that'll cover all the show. You know, we're not going to do a different one for each show. So, so you'll be able to find us there if you search Snyder Minute and then also SnyderMinute.com takes you to the the feed for bvs by the minute and i'll i'll work on one day we'll have both shows at snyderminute.com <laughs> <laughs> until then you can follow the podcast on twitter give us your own thoughts on on how brilliant we both are or patently stupid at bvs by the minute or leave us a review on itunes all of these things are things you can do regardless we will be back for minute 80 the internet is a wonderful thing, but you know what's more wonderful than that? What? Batman and Superman are about to meet. <laughs> <laughs>